Hello and welcome to Fatima Today. This show is produced by the World Apostle of Fatima USA, Our Lady's Blue Army, and brings topics to you, our viewers, related to the events in the world today. We live in tumultuous times when logic seems to have disappeared and uncertainty hangs over us. Our hope on these programs is to address the issues of the day and find solutions through adherence to the laws of God, especially through the message of Fatima. We ask that you subscribe to this podcast. Hello, everyone. The World Apostle of Fatima is an international public association of the faithful in the church. Since the founding in 1947, it has seen the mission to promote the message of Fatima, bringing people to learn, live, and spread this message, which St. Pope John Paul II said was more relevant today than it was in 1917. His successors, Pope Benedict XVI and Pope Francis, have also strongly endorsed this belief. Since 2004, our apostolate has been a church's official voice in this message. I'm coming to you from our hotel retreat center, Domus Pachas in Fatima. For those of you looking to book a pilgrimage or retreat here, which houses both the Latin Rite Chapel, the Byzantine Chapel, and this auditorium where we are, with these seat the capacity of the house. Please see the links below for those for Domus Pachas and for our company, Ave Maria Pilgrimage Tours. This also serves as the headquarters for the World Apostle of Fatima International. The International Board of Trustees met here this week, and I'm very happy to have several members of the board here with me. I want to welcome all of you. Thank you Thank for being you. here. Thank you. Thank you several other members could not be. They had to leave or were not able to make this meeting. And we will do, we will continue this series by interviewing them, perhaps with a Zoom a meeting or whatever, so you can get a feel for what this entire board is all about. Um, I want to start speaking with, uh, I want to turn to our board president, uh, Professor Michael Aguno. Michael, uh, Michael, Professor Michael, I should say, is Professor Emeritus, are you, of Benin University yes. in Benin, Nigeria. Uh, Michael's been a part of this apostolate for many years, and he is the coordinator, has been, of course, a coordinator for Africa for a long time. Thank you, Michael, for your service. Thank you. Thank you for your, your work here. And I guess the question I want to ask everybody, and, and it's it's... it's you know, it, it is the reality. The dynamics of life vary greatly from country to country. You know, things we take for granted in the West are not always readily available in other parts of the world. I ask each of you to give a little understanding to the audience on how you approach your responsibilities of promoting the Fatima message. Professor Michael? Well, the first of all, we, uh, we, we try to get people to understand what the message of Fatima, message of Lady of Fatima is. And this we do by uh, organizing conferences and also by participating in the activities of the church and using the opportunity to make it known that Our Lady wants the world to turn to God. And we try as much as possible to encourage members, or our fellow Africans, to Pray the rosary every day as required by Our Lady. Also, 
to be to do our duties with a, a great sense of responsibility and no matter the demands to offer them up as sacrifices and reparation for the sins committed against uh, for the sins committed that have offended God and wounded her immaculate heart grievously. We also try as much as possible in Africa to uh, perform uh, to do to, to, to carry out the the requirements for the first Saturday devotion. But we it is not everybody who quite who who does this. The unlike some other parts of the world where the practice of communal for Saturday devotion is uh, practiced, it's not yet so in Africa. And one of our goals, we members of the World Apostolate of Fatima in Nigeria, one of our goals right now is to create an awareness of this and to get our church dignitaries, the bishops, priests, and others to help to promote the message of Fatima in all the various dimensions. This is what, this is our responsibility right now. And we are hoping that with, by the, that by the grace of God, this will be done, this will be practiced. So we are looking forward to a time when, when, when parishes and other communities will start practicing the first Saturday devotion as, a, as in a communal, in a communal uh, manner. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, very beautiful. I think that is the key to it. I, firmly believe that the, the first Saturday's devotion, and all of us, we agree, I think, is the unfulfilled part of Fatima. And so we all have our work cut out for us around the world, not just not just in our in particular countries we're talking here. Um, I want to turn to Rinald and Dallas. Rinald, you, of course, run the World Apostle of Fatima in the Philippines. Yes. And, of course, I've been honored to be there with you. I've really enjoyed my visit there. We were there for the Eucharistic Congress recall in 2016. And um, there's great... Um, such great faith amongst the Filipino people. I mean, we have the Blue Army Shrine in Washington, New Jersey, and believe me, if it wasn't for the Filipinos, I think we'd lose half the people that come. There's so many Filipinos in, in the eastern part of the U.S., and they're such a big part of our apostolate, you know. And we, we and, and the devotion that they bring certainly comes from the homeland, you know. So um, speak a little bit about what you're doing there. You have just great numbers. I was so impressed when I was there. It had this great interaction with people. So tell a little bit about what you're doing with the apostolate in the Philippines. Yes, thank you, David. In the Philippines, uh, you know that our country is not a one-piece country, but we have different, many islands, and we speak thousands of languages in the Philippines. And me, I came from the central part of the Philippines. So as, as part of this uh, apostolate, our really aim is to go to the marginalized people 
so that this message of Our Lady will reach to them as much as possible. And we really create groups. Uh, we have South area, we have Northern area and the Central area in order for us to reach these people, especially speaking about the message of Fatima in the Philippines, even though we are 90% of Catholics there, but the understanding of the message of Fatima is not that fully understood by everybody. Yeah. So the rule of the wafter is to, to, to explain to them what's really the essence and the, and the center of this message. So the, the, the wafter in the Philippines really form ourselves, uh, not only uh, the leaders, uh, we, we divide the work, not only uh, for the leaders, but we divide the work, especially in formation. We have group on formation, we have a group of organization, we have also the group for membership, for finances, and other things that, especially when we create new WAF in a certain area or diocese in the Philippines. So this group, we annually gather and speak and talk about the, the need of a certain area because every area in our place, we have different needs. So once we follow the needs with regards to the message of Fatima there, we will pull out and then we will start how to respond to the needs yeah. in order for that they will understand the real essence of the message of Fatima. Yeah, yeah. And I, think, I, I think the way you do this there's so much that all countries can learn from your organization. You really have. You, you hold these different events, and of course, you keep us in the work. With social media, we know every day what's going on. What's happening for now today, and Deborah. You know? <laughs> but it's, so, it's very nice because, uh, and I think we need to all take advantage of that where we can learn. We have to learn from each other. Some have strengths, we have different strengths. And I think that you have a great organization. I'm just very impressed by it. And, I, and I'm. Very, you know, again, very happy. The Filipino community is such a big part. Even our events at the Shrine in New Jersey. I mean, we have our Marian Festival, <clears throat> which is the Saturday closest to the Nativity of Our Lady. Every year, beautiful. It's the Filipino community. Uh, Barangay Day. Uh, there's yeah. two or three <laughs> other days. Where they, they really have great events, and they bring in energy. And much more. And good food. Especially, <laughs> uh, we had this replica of the Capilina in the Philippines. Yes. When this replica of the Capilina reached in the Philippines, people are very excited sure. and more interesting yes. about the message of Fatima. Yeah. Yeah. That's why now we're so very busy in the Philippines right now, especially in my place, because way back many years ago, we have a hard time entering a parish yeah. to, to put this message in that parish. But now the priests are calling us Please organize WAF in our parish. Yeah. So now the more we are so busy, especially our formation team, yeah. we add more, we give training so that this work can be responded right away. It's a beautiful project. I'm so, so happy you were able to accomplish that. Yeah. Thank you. And always, again, uh, we look very much to what you do in the Philippines to inspire us because they're, and you have such great numbers and it's a Thank beautiful you. thing. You know. So I want to I turn to Oksana Bodega. Oksana is from Ukraine. Lviv in Ukraine, right? And of course, you know, now you're, you're working in a different dynamic right now, obviously, and a war going on and all of this. But yet, the beautiful things I see that are sent out that are, that are happening, processions and such. So would you talk a little bit about it and how you're trying to, despite all the issues, bring the message of Fatima throughout Ukraine? 
So as uh, thank you, David. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, we uh, in Ukraine now live really a really dramatic situation of war, and uh, the message of Fatima is very much uh, actual for us because this is first of all the message of peace, and it uh, brings us hope. Uh, as we know, Our Lady appeared to little children uh, amidst of the First World War, right, and. Uh, she gave the consolation that this war is going to end soon if they pray rosary every day and uh, make uh, sacrifices and reparation for the sins of uh, people. And uh, so this message of peace is very actual for us. So as I said, it gives us hope. And uh, in our country, since uh, the beginning of the war, uh, many people uh, spontaneously started to pray rosary because they felt it as uh, their refuge here in this uh, difficult situation. And uh, especially now um, also in the, in the framework of uh, the World Apostle of the Fatima, we also came, can reinforce this uh, like natural um, desire to, to pray rosary and uh, to explain maybe the meaning and uh, the origins uh, from where this appeal came from uh, and uh, to ex explain more uh, the meaning of the message of Fatima uh, because even if it's known in general but uh, it's always better to go to the to the core of it yeah uh, um, personal conversion uh, like um, trying to uh, to obtain first of all my inner peace and then if i have my own peace peace can be spread in the world uh, on on the level of different countries and nations uh, so um, i think that uh, the apostle world apostle of fatima now is this uh, community which can uh, spread this message of, of peace and of hope from Our Lady of Fatima. And especially we, we, we felt this uh, hope when the pilgrim statue of Our Lady arrived to Lviv on March uh, 17th of 2022, uh, like less uh, than uh, in a month after the beginning of the war. And uh, it's uh, like also uh, the presence of, uh, of pilgrim statue uh, put uh, like this emphasis on the, on the necessity of, of praying more for peace. Well, the, the pictures that you sent were so edifying of that procession at that particular time. It really, it really, really was heartwarming to see, you know, despite everything going on, we're going to win. We know this. Okay, yeah. we, you know, you know, and Our Lady said that war is a punishment for sin. We know that. But that doesn't mean necessarily the sins of those who are suffering the war. It's the sins of the world that bring this about. You know, the aggressors, the, the, the those that are those that are suffering from it. But it has it has ultimately a good effect. I hate to look at it that way, but you know, God punishes us <clears throat> to teach us, yeah. and I think that's really you know, and and to <clears throat> excuse me, and to be that strong in the apostle and the faith that the people of Ukraine are. What you're showing is really a very you know, it's a beautiful thing. And so, of course, we pray every day for Ukraine and for and for peace in the world and in the Holy Land, which, of course, now is the suffering from 
you know, another upheaval, which is, <laughs> which has just been ongoing for many years. And we are, um, but we have to pray for peace. We have to bring it about. We can change the world. That's what it comes down to. Okay. And we say this, the mantra we use, we can change the world and we absolutely can. And we change it by, by first living, you know, it says we learn, live, and then spread the message of Fatima. First, we have to learn it. Most importantly, we have to live it because you cannot give what you do not have. Yes. And then you spread it. And I think that you're, you're doing great witness there. And I really do, do thank you so much, you know. Um, Deacon. Deacon Walter Carger is a deacon of the, of the Diocese of Regensburg in Germany. Yes. And, of course, you work not just in the Diocese of Regensburg, <clears throat> but you're working spreading the message throughout Germany. So yes. how do you find it now? We're going from, from you know, uh, countries with much different dynamics here to now to the West, Western Germany. Mm -hmm. And how do you find it? Or we're not Western, but Germany in general, the unified Germany. It's still, okay. it's yes. still the only <laughs> So as you said, uh, I'm responsible for the Fatima Apostolate in the Diocese of Regensburg. That's about 100 kilometers north of Munich. And... Yes, let's say something about the apostolate in Germany. Uh, it was founded in the early 50s. And as you know, the situation at this time it was, not, it was very challenging because uh, after World War II, everything was destroyed. And so the number of members they grew up very uh, fast. Uh, in the 60s, we had about 60,000 members. But now the number is declining very much. We have on, on the paper 6,000 members. Uh, but there are some very active. Uh, we have a lot of prayer groups in the dioceses. Uh, also, a lot of prayer groups uh, we do not know. They, they do it at their own. And there is also a, a lot of groups uh, for 24 hours adoration. It is uh, growing, growing up, really. Yes, uh, in Germany we have um, about 50% of the Germans and uh, of the people who live there are baptized. 25% uh, uh, of them uh, of the people are Catholics. But uh, the situation in the German church is like uh, everywhere in the Western region. Uh, we have our problems. But I think, um, especially with the uh, with Our Lady, we can find ways um, to to bring people uh, to to Jesus and to the Lord. Because we have a, pil a Fatima pilgrim uh, statue, who is uh, who does a pilgrimage uh, uh, through uh, parishes, schools, kindergartens, monasteries. Um, for in, on each uh, location for some days. And you can observe that the people feel that the Mother Mary helps us uh, to get to, to find the way to the Lord, and that's that's very hopeful. Yes, it is. And I I think uh, we will continue in this way. Uh, uh, and besides this. Uh, we do a lot of, uh, let's say, paperwork, uh, leaflets. Uh, we are selling books about the uh, message, uh, movies, and so on. So, Good. Good. See, our problem in the West, we have to overcome the materialism. 
That's really what draws us away from spirituality, I think. And that's, that's you know, the, the blessings. You know, the, the, the people say, you're very blessed to have what you have, say, in the United States or in Germany or other places. We're blessed to a point. <laughs> it's how we use it that really matters, you know, so yeah. But I've always, but I, I will say, you know, my many visits to Germany, especially Bavaria, yeah. um, you know, some of the most spectacular churches, some of the most beautiful uh, church architecture yeah. and church history is there. Yeah. And um, uh, it, 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 it's got to be inspiring. I mean, yeah. it's really, uh, uh, you know, I know just visiting is, is that way. So I, I know uh, uh, just like coming to Portugal here, going yeah. to Italy. Yeah. And, you know, one thing in the United States, we do have some very magnificent churches and such, mm. but it's, it's not of the European uh, type of thing. You know, and, uh, and it's our it, it's our ancestry, and we have to really realize, and the people there have to realize right. that that is their their ancestry. You know? yeah. so, in, yeah. in summertime, there was a lady from Burkina Faso in Germany, mm -hmm. and she said to us, "We have so many, so beautiful churches, but they are empty." Empty, yes. So. <laughs> yes. They are empty. <laughs> we have the same problem. I know in in the United States, we have uh, again. I'm I'm a native of Chicago, and growing up. In, you know, in, in the 60s, primarily into the 70s, uh, there were 500 Catholic parishes in the Archdiocese of Chicago, which is only two counties, you know, just, just Cook and Lake County. There are so many more in, in like, the, the, like the suburbs that are in like the Joliet Diocese and the Rockford Diocese. And we had 500 Catholic parishes. Now it's down to maybe 220 over these years. It's sad. I know maybe there were there were every ethnic group that came into the city opened their own church. So that was typical. So maybe that's why it was a little overkill. But the, the beauty of it was they were they were full. <laughs> they were full. Not anymore. So we have we have our, our work cut out for us. So. And on that line, I want to turn to David Kelly. David, of course, is from the United States. David serves on our board. He works. Uh, he serves on the international board here. He also serves as a member of the board of the WAF USA. And uh, you know, David and I work very, very strongly together. Uh, I'm the executive director. I've been, you know, for many years, we've been doing this. And David, I, I'm thinking of like the dynamics that we have in the U.S. We're a big country, no doubt. And, um, and we have, we have, I mean, I don't know, there's 195 dioceses in the United States. David comes from Long Island to New York. New York, there are three dioceses just in the New York area. You know, the Archdiocese of New York, the Brooklyn Diocese, and of course, Great David's from Long Island. Right. In the Rockville Center Diocese. So, David, just a little bit about you know what is being planned now by the division over there to try to you know really enhance the message and, and get it. Sure, sure. Well, thank you, Jim. So, I'm from the Diocese of Rockville Center on Long Island. Uh, one of the things that our block, our <coughs> local division, does is constantly do uh, Our Lady of uh, Fatima statue tours. Um, there's nobody that can bring the message of Fatima and the peace and the grace from this gift uh, better than Our Lady. Um, and it's truly amazing to watch people who come and visit our statue uh, for the first time. And um, you can see the effect, uh, truly effect on them. Uh, I've seen it and witnessed it many times. Um, you know, David, we, we always were constantly talking about the issues in, in the United States and, and they're the same issues around the world. Um, and we don't want to dwell on negative and negative thoughts, but. Uh, one thing that occurred to me listening to all of our, our brothers and sisters here on this, on this board as how we are uh, trying to spread the message is truly reading the message of Fatima. I would encourage you to pick up a book and read about this incredible grace, this incredible miracle that occurred 
uh, a long time ago in this beautiful country in the middle of nowhere, right? Uh, with three little children, right? The, the graces of the tr three little children. Um, just the way, if we have all had the fortune in our lives to recognize um, God's grace, uh, it does it in a certain way that cannot be explained. But when you read about a miracle and you contemplate on that miracle, it speaks to you at different levels. So one of the ways that I like to uh, propagate the message of Our Lady of Fatima is, is refer people to books and articles and summary books, uh, our, our Shrine website in New Jersey, the Shrine here in Fatima has some condensed versions of the message. So I'm not asking anybody to read novels, um, but go and grab some of the pamphlets and packets. And when you're done with it, you're gonna probably jump into that novel. Yeah. Um, but- um, It's a great story. Yeah, so, so <laughs> it, it's, it's living that message and, and being that evangelization yeah. of, of, of a good message. Oh, and one other item, uh, you really want to understand the message of Fatima, come here. Come come to this holy city, stay here, stay in this amazing house, and, and witness what is happening at the shrine every day around the clock. Yeah. Um, and there are several other members of this board that were here from the meeting, one that actually couldn't come, that I want to continue this series with them. Uh, Edith Koch from Switzerland, she had to leave this morning, was not able to be with us today. We're going to do this by another media. Uh, Father Sonny from India, he has a very long journey home, so he had to leave today. And also Father Damien Maria from South Korea. Uh, I, I want to bring their perspective in because, again, different, you know, different types, of, you know, different dynamics, I should say. And, uh, and then uh, J.R. Pereira from, uh, from Samoa, he was not able to be here. But I, I think that it's, it's good that uh, we, are, uh, we have a board of trustees. I, I served 14 years as an international trustee, and uh, it was good. We had a very nice cross-section of people. And I think right now we have an even better cross-section of people with a great, a great um, you know, uh, because you bring different experiences. You're bringing, you know, we're bringing, we have such a commonality here. We talk, we speak the same language, but yet we have such diversity in what we're doing. So what I want to do now is turn over to the people who are the glue that keep it together, okay? Nuno <laughs> Pizzettis. <laughs> And honorish, and really, you know, we are able to work and we are able to succeed as an international apostolate by them keeping together what we do. So, I guess I'll turn to you first, or ladies first. I don't know what should I do here. You decide who wants to go first on this, okay? You'll find me You know, but what is it? I mean, you know, what we speak often, okay? We, we've, we've been working together for many years, and we find, you know, hurdles all the time that hit. But all in all, what is your assessment of where we're at as an apostolate and where we're going and, uh, and you know, and suggestions for everybody? Right. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Well, it's always a pleasure, you know, to... Uh, we, have, we can say that we have uh, the most beautiful and challenging mission uh, within our apostolate. We are the International Secretariat, and as uh, you said, David, rightly, we, we try to bring together all these experiences around the world and we try to keep this flow of information uh, among all nation members so that we, we, we get on the, on the same track when it comes to spreading our latest message. Um, and so the beauty of that is really that being here in Fatima, and Anne and I, we actually were born here in Fatima, so we have this connection also with the story of Fatima through our um, relatives, our grandparents. Uh, the fact that we can... Uh, hear from our um, 
members and the leaders of the world of Fatima from around the world very often and their experience is what makes sense uh, to what we do here. Um, really, we are in, at the moment, it was already said here, you know, the world is in trouble and we see that the apostolate, the mission of our apostolate is ever more urgent. It's not finished and, uh, and uh, we, we have to continue that. And what uh, makes sense is that uh, we unify our work we give our hands, hold our hands, and together uh, we do it. So we, the fact that we were here during this week as a board of trustees was precisely to uh, define um, a working plan, a strategic pastoral plan for the coming years. And uh, we, we really know what we want to achieve. We may then have some difficulties on the way, uh, but uh, the, the, the goal is the goal that uh, Our Lady had when she came uh, to this place um, back in 1917. She was concerned for the destiny of uh, humanity. She wanted to save souls, she wanted to save the world. And uh, we are not there yet. And so the work that our apostolate has to do is really in our own way. Um, there are many other people also working for this. We have to um, get out the message and help people to understand that what Our Lady told us here, namely prayer, conversion, um, sacrifices, the offering of our daily duties, uh, through that we will uh, achieve peace. We will achieve a world that uh, has not forgotten that the center and the, and the meaning of our life is God himself. And so... Um, Anne can speak also about that. Among our many activities, of course, is that contact with the nation members, you know, keeping them all working together, uh, not getting off the track. Um, but then being here in Fatima, we, we have always the joy of welcoming many pilgrims yes. and we do different activities. Right. And maybe Anna can explain a little bit about that, our contribution also for welcoming the people here, um, the activities we have in the Secretariat that enhance uh, the spreading of the message of Fatima. Right, I think, thank you. We are really in a very privileged and wonderful position here in Fatima because we are at the center, we are in the heart. And it's really wonderful to see how this devotion did spread throughout the whole world. We see people coming from the other side of the world to Fatima. We see people contacting us to ask for information and for materials. And this, we have really a wonderful job here in Fatima. And this is, uh, um, as Uno already said, um, our activities here is to try to keep a flow of contact between all the nations, whether all the postulate is present or not yet. Uh, and we also welcome the pilgrims here in our house, in the Mospachis. Uh, we are here to help them, to spread the message of Fatima, and uh, to, to help them to learn and to live and to spread the message of Our Lady. Yeah. How many nations do we have, both principal and, and, and nations we consider part of the apostolate today? What yeah. are the numbers we talk? I don't <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's always a $1 million question, yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Because, well, we as secretariat should have these statistics in our hands. And the reality is that we know, and this gives us a, a great pleasure, we know that the Fatima message has reached out on the old corners of the world. We know that there are even members of the world of Pesel Fatima, I would say, in almost every and each country. Now, in our apostolate and in terms of uh, organization, we also must kind of uh, establish um, uh, different kinds of growth 
and presence in a particular country. So we have this diversity of many countries. We have seen just that as we heard um, the Philippines or Germany or the United States talking about their activities. We are not at the same level. We all do the same, but in some countries we may have just um, a prayer cell group, a parish uh, movement. In some others we have uh, the apostolate present in all countries. I usually say, you know, if you were to, to count the presence or the nations that are part of our uh, international association, we, we can talk about 100 or even more nations mm -hmm. because there are members there, That's people right. devoted to our Lady of Fatima. Then when it comes to uh, being full members and complying with also um, what we have defined in our constitutions, in our statutes, then we have different categories of nations. We have like what we call the principal nations, you know, they are spread out in their countries, in all dioceses, right. and then maybe here we speak about um, 50 nations or so, but then, and this is a stimulus, a motivation for us. Then we see those which, uh, you know, we have like a very strong diocese where the, 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 the members of the, of the Apostolate of Fatima are there, they carry out activities, but they are not yet, they have not yet gone to all the dioceses uh, in the country. So it's a challenge. And we consider that nations which are advancing, which are making progress, they are not yet there, but they will get there with our help. Well, it's a journey. It's a journey. It's, a journey. it's not a destination. Yeah. And I, I like to refer to our centennial initiative with the, with the Pilgrim Virgin statue, where we, during the centennial years of 2016, 2017, the two years of the centennial, we said, okay, we're going to send the Pilgrim Virgin statue out in 100 weeks in those two years. We're going to go to 100 dioceses in 100 weeks. That was ambitious, okay? And will we make it? Uh, I don't know. You know, we we visited 140 dioceses mm -hmm. in a period of time, okay? Wow. Now, success, okay, but there's 195 dioceses in the United States, okay? So no, we didn't we didn't we didn't get to where we wanted to be, but but we, we certainly you know our initial goal we bypassed and it was wonderful. <clears throat> but the point is, there's always more we can do. There's more, yes, always more. Is. And I think we have to always keep that because it's not something that, uh, and I, it's going to be, you know, we have a vision of what we want to accomplish and feel that we are supposed to accomplish. And God is going to give us as much time as he wants us to have. Yeah. At a certain point, he'll say, now your time is up. Now it's this person's job mm -hmm. to take it over. Like the people who founded this organization, passed it on to many others, came to us. And we have to be looking to those who will take it the next step. So I, um, so I want to thank everybody for uh, participating here today. That's great. You know, I want to thank you for watching the presentation, everyone. And once again, I want to ask you to visit our website, bluearmy.com, and follow the links to Domus Pachas and to Ave Maria Pilgrimage Tours if you're interested in, in arranging something here at our beautiful hotel retreat center. The links to the bottom will show you everything. And I ask that you subscribe to this podcast. Thank you, and God bless you.